What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news and the buzziest topics with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor, man. Good old humor, man. It's the yeah. first episode of the week. Are you mm. ready for the future and what it holds? Exciting. It's, it's going to be an exciting week. It's Why? Eh? Exciting week. I can tell. Uh, it's just something the air. What, like, you what, know gives you, what gives you the feeling? I don't know if you've feeling, been feeling. feeling it the last couple of days in Singapore, but the weather has been crazy, like muggy. Like we're gearing up for this giant big rain to come in, you know? Like, like I mean, it's really, been raining, yeah. like, yes, it's been raining on and off. But it's been off. hot as fuck also. But yeah, but the last couple of days has been muggy as hell. Like this, muggy, like, yeah. It's like something hanging in the air and, and, and it's just waiting to fall this week. Like, I can feel oh, it. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> you can feel yeah. it. Uh. I can feel it. You can it, feel yeah. it. So, so if you're listening and if it really drains like crazy the next few days, just think of Terrence. He'll be like dancing in the rain. He'll be dancing in the mm. rain, right, Terrence? I will, I will, yeah. Just Definitely dancing your TikTok dances in the rain. Correct, correct. Yeah, <laughs> TikTok dances. But, Come uh, on, rain. Speaking of that, like, um, mm. there is also something else that 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 has dropped for a while already, but but mm. uh, we're we're going for a last burst of fire for it, right? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, we're not talking about folklore, which which yeah. just just launched only, but something else much, uh, which was also. I mean, it was launched quite a while back, lah. Literally launched, uh, right? Mm, and mm. what is it? Um, it is our Tamil TV series called Mars Poisson And the reason why we're giving it a plug is because we have received word that that the the total viewership is very close to the KPI that we got. Yes, mm. even in TV, there are KPIs. Even and online, also, we even watching on me watch, there are KPIs. <laughs> Yeah, yes. KPIs. It's and we are, Singapore. we are very close to blowing past the KPI. So mm. for all those who have watched, muchas gracias. But for all those who haven't, or even those who want to watch it again, there are English subtitles. You can watch it for free on Me Watch. Yeah, and I think I floated the idea of doing a watch party uh, mm. on the weekend or something. Uh, haven't yeah. seen anyone comment on anything like that. So uh, yeah, if, if anyone's interested, don't sound like like party. the guy in school who's like, hey, I'm gonna have a birthday party. Anybody wanna come? Yeah. And I'm okay, like, oh, yeah, okay. I, 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 I'm beyond <laughs> that. I'm beyond that. That the age of caring about whether people think I'm a loser or not. Really, oh, so I'm, I'm very secure. secure. Yeah. I'm very, very secure, secure about who I am. Even if I'm just sitting there alone, drink, watching it myself. Uh, yeah, and you can envision that like me sitting in my boxers, just hey, watching it. I'll be, show myself, I'll be there yeah. next to you. I'll be there next to virtually, you. Don't worry, nah, virtually, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Virtually, then 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 we do it. We do. We'll be chatting about it and all that, lah, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because and yeah, also, it is a yeah. You want to join us in this support local weekend push? Then yeah, you, you know, you sit down in your on your uh, on your uh, secret lab chair in front of your prism monitor. Uh, you know, wearing your I don't know what was the Singaporean clothing brand, ah? Uh, 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 was, uh, uh any of those merchers by the influencers and singers and rappers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You wear that and then you drink some locally brewed beer or something. And yeah. Just watch and a locally on, produced show with us. Yeah. Yeah. In a local language with local mm. subtitles. What exactly. more you want? What more you want? What more How you want? How much local can you get, right? Exactly. Cool. Yeah, do check it out. <laughs> yeah, Links in the description. Yeah. Yep, yep. And uh, yep. but yeah, if it sounds like we're procrastinating slightly to to jump into <laughs> our first topic, uh, maybe we are la, To be honest, yeah, we in all are. Honesty, yeah. Maybe we are. Even the rec- even the recording of this podcast, we're doing it at night, uh, mm, which is not mm, mm. the best timing for us. Uh, yeah. but but yeah, I, I will totally. When you said like, oh, maybe we're procrastinating, I was like, yep, I am, man, I am. Wounded <laughs> night. Because we're talking about some, a topic that is. <laughs> More complicated than even sending people to the to Mars or anything like that, lah, right? More complicated yeah. than rocket science. Uh. Uh, yeah. What is this topic? It is uh broadly speaking, the m- politics in Malaysia, Malaysian politics, <laughs> the recent happening happenings in Malaysian politics. Because I mean, while there's a lot of stuff happening um in the world, 
the finding a topic that hit the sweet spot for us, which is where it is it is something people are talking about, it's potentially polarizing, it's something we care very strongly about. Yeah, a bit hard today. La. So mm. we after a very democratic vote between Terence and I, we settled on this. The latest mm. updates in Malaysian politics. Yeah. Yes. And it's not just a any regular update, la. it's because Singapore's name got dragged into the uh, into the mudslinging contest uh, going yeah. on right now, la, right? And, yeah. uh, and how how did that happen? It it all happened sometime like last week in the lead up to the elections in Johor, la. Um, and I mean, okay, so so you know, Singapore politics. Um, you know, we have the PAP, we have opposition parties, and everyone generally quite familiar with the parties because. Maybe every election or every once in a while there's a new party that comes up. In Malaysia, the new parties coming up and parties closing happens fucking often. Mm. So even as we were doing research for this, right? I don't know about you, but I was I was a little confused about what is all happening. But the one thing that did happen recently was yeah, the the Johor election. And the little kerfuffle that Terence mentioned was when uh, last week in the lead up to it, um, uh, a senior leader from the PAS party, Party Islam's uh, Malaysia, um, kind of said that Singapore is more developed because it was never ruled by AMNO and its allies BN, which stands for Barisan National. Mm. Um, and then uh, the PAS came back and said that, oh, you know, if there was AMNO in Singapore, Singapore would be even more developed and that AMNO would be as strong as the PAP. Yeah. yeah. So. Singapore was dragged into it, yes, but but like what what did it mean to you when you first saw it? Uh? Because there have been developments since then, but when you first mm. saw that, um, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I think a lot of people were just sort of laughing at the statements, like right, in the mm. sense that they were saying like, how can any politician from Malaysia, in their right mind, believe that? Uh, you know, comment that Singapore could be even more developed, like right, than, than mm, Malaysia mm. and everything. Um, so, so I, I guess that's where a lot of the the you know the ridicule was coming from, like People would be like, you know, um, why would you even think that's a great example and all, like? But but at the same time, um, I mean, that's that's like politics, all right? It's it's basically. Uh, just trying to sway opinion, and trying to sound confident, and and, and you know, uh, give make promises or make make uh you know make promises that you can't keep and stuff like that lah, and to to win yeah. votes are right. So that's a huge part of like, uh, election election politics and things like that. So, uh, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't as big a deal to me lah. It's not like they they said anything particularly uh negative about Singapore like, right it's just that yeah. it just sounds a bit stupid uh, coming from the politician but after all I was like actually this it's not that huge a deal like, right compared to like if someone yeah. said said uh, talk shit about Singapore's water supply or defense and things like that like. right yeah yeah because I mean at the end of the day I think I think there's a certain level of jadedness when it comes to Malaysian politics, unfortunately, after the multiple scandals that have unfolded over the past few years. Like, I mean, the biggest of which is the whole 1MDB scandal, right? Which is still yeah. currently ongoing. Um, so, unfortunately, when I heard it, I was like, okay, like, who, who the hell gives a shit? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, which which is a very sad, sad thing to say about the politics of our neighboring country and the closest state, like. But mm. but I mean, since then, I mean, the, even even an ex uh, Malaysian finance minister uh, came out and said, yeah like what the PAS leader said is ridiculous like, the Finance Minister mm. Lim Guan Ing, um, and who I have uh, understood in the past is someone who's quite highly regarded la. Um, he's a former finance minister and he kind of like uh, scolded the the BN chief. Uh, for saying that on Facebook. Mm. Um, and then after that, of course, the most recent thing is as of this morning, um, the the party from which the guy who said Singapore will be more developed if Amno is here, right? Uh, mm. Barisan National, they actually won. Mm. Yeah, landslide victory. 
the landslide and chances are the person who's going to become the chief minister of Johor is the guy who said that lah. Yeah. Uh, the Hasni Muhammad lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. So, uh, so when we were thinking about talking about this, we were like, okay, what's there to debate? What's there to mm. debate, Terence? Mm. Are you saying, are you saying that if, if Amno was in Singapore, Singapore will be more developed? Uh no la, there's that's it's there's nothing much to debate la. But but I guess I guess it's important to know um you know, as exemplified by Russia and Ukraine, it's important to sort of understand what your neighbors what's going on in your neighbors' territory, la, right? Yeah. So I mean yeah. do you have a timeline or something that you can sort of run through uh like what you understand of, of, of everything that's been going on in the last like one, two years or anything? Um I mean not say a timeline per se because the the but when I, as I was reading about this I was just trying to refresh my memory about Malaysian politics because I think mm. I, we did cover it once where yeah. we deep dove and we talked about the Game of Thrones that is Malaysian politics no, um, we had Jason Leong also explained to us the comedian oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the correct, comedian correct. Dr. Jason Leong explained to us a little bit about it as well yeah yeah, yeah. so so I mean what what helped me was that okay so I heard recently that the XPM Mahathir Mohamad um, mm. was going to be running. He's mm. like, I don't know, 205 years old or something, but he's yeah. still running. La, yeah. Which is kind of like a funny sentence to say, you know, mm. Prime Ma- uh, uh, XPM Mahathir Mohamad is running. Mm. Um, but but um, I didn't really know which party he was running. So I had to refresh mm. my memory. And basically for those of you who might find this useful just to have an understanding, when I heard that, okay, Barisan National, uh, mm. the BN Coalition Party won. I was thinking, okay, who who is the, who comprises, who who does the coalition comprise? And it mm. comprises uh, the U- United Malays National Organization, which is AMNO, the mm. Malayan, Malaysian Chinese Association, MCA, and the mm. Malaysian Indian Krong- Congress, MIC. And mm. they won two-thirds of the majority in the Johor State election. Mm. And, yep. The party that was established by the former PM Mahathir Mohamad, Pejuang Party, didn't mm. win any seats. Correct. Which, which I found quite interesting because I, for whatever reason, thought that oh, he's still a very popular figure and very supported by by the locals. But then I remember mm. that okay, he himself is a polarizing figure. So he remember there was that whole that the, remember that whole Game of Thrones thing that was going on. When, yeah. when Mahathir ceded, uh, ceded power and then and then there was a very big mystery as to who was going to be who who was going to be uh, elected as the, the Prime yeah, Minister correct, and all correct. that. I think yeah. since then Mahathir has sort of uh, he's lost a lot of shine uh, so to speak. Uh, as in his, his it wasn't a very uh, it wasn't it wasn't seen as a very uh, smart political move. And uh, mm. I think every, uh, a lot of the population saw it as you know, a step a step backward, like, if anything, you know, from what they had been promised earlier by Mahathir and all, right? Uh, mm, remember when yeah, Mahathir came to power, he promised, oh, democracy, reform, and all this, and that he would hand power over eventually to to the head of the current head of opposition, uh, Anwar Ibrahim and all, right? But yeah. that didn't happen. And, 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 and I guess ego took over again, and, and yeah, it did happen, yeah, it didn't happen. So, so that's where yeah he's still in the fray. And then mm. speaking of like uh, older politicians who are in the fray, the Amno, um, the Amno president Am- Ahmad Zahid Hamidi kind of said that okay, like uh, the party did a lot, but the main campaign manager, uh, he claims is the XPM Najib. <laughs> so yes. while Najib is facing the numerous allegations of corruption and all. He apparently mm. was the prime campaign manager. La. So that's why I found it fucking ridiculous that, holy shit, wait, um, this guy is in the middle of one of the biggest scandals ever the, con- the country has ever faced. Yeah. And you know when a political party kind of plays up certain individuals, chances are they want to set the stage for, for some sort of um, ascension of, of that individual in the party. La. And, and true mm-hmm. enough, there are articles being written about how as there's this whole political situation in Johor, there's a very undercover battle of, of who's going to take over Amno and who's going to be the leader of Amno Yeah. So uh, when, even the current, yeah. the current Prime Minister, apparently he's yeah. not in the same faction as Najib lah. Uh, 
so uh, the current prime minister also uh, is not guaranteed that he will remain prime minister if you know, like if Najib gains more influence and more power lor. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm just like kind of it's kind of crazy right that we're four years removed from uh, all that happened like uh, when Najib was was uh, deposed and every, oh, or Najib lost the election and everything and then was like uh, essentially indicted for for one MDB scandal and all that, and now we're back to talking about Najib as a you know another a political force to be reckoned with again, like, right? Twenty twenty two after a pandemic, after Donald Trump, after all that. Uh. Yeah, and exactly. So it just feels like I mean, you know, like uh, now in Singapore we have our own political kind of like. Uh, issues going on mm, but mm, it's it's so much easier to follow man you know there's one yeah. party there's another party yeah. party this yeah. party is having an issue with this party like in even like going back to what you were saying like the the the, the basically the prime minister right now is Datuk Sri Ismail Sabri right mm, but he's the AMNO vice president which mm. means that in his party he sits below the president and deputy president and he's the prime minister mm. Mm. So, so it just feels. I mean, that's why, like, if you're listening and wondering what the fuck are we talking about, um, it's almost like even the articles when you read and as they try and make sense of what is happening, there's no, there's no how you say, uh, it's hard to find an article that can summarize everything because there's so yeah. much going on and so many layers and so much happening yeah. under the hood, la. Yeah, but but in the spirit of uh, understanding. That well, why why all this is very important for our neighbors, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think um, Malacca. Previously, it was Malacca. Then now it's Johor. Uh, these two states mm. have basically been won in landslide victories by Barisan Nasional and BN la, the the ruling mm-hmm. the the coalition, the ruling coalition. Uh, and it probably means that they have a lot of momentum heading into whatever the whenever the next general election is going to be. I think the next general election has to be held by by middle of next year or something like that. Uh, so if 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 they have, you know, uh, if they manage to do so well in these two states of Malacca and Johor, it, it's very likely that whatever uh, campaign direction or vision that they're selling to people is working, right? Uh, mm. And so a lot of that, a lot of that, that, um, that uh, credit Right now seems to be due to Najib, Najib himself. So, uh, yeah, like we could see Najib make a strong push for for the for the general elections which come coming in Malaysia. Then 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 who knows what will what will happen at that point in time. Uh. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's just that's why that's why these Johor elections were were pretty crucial for for people to sort of just understand how Mahathir stands and how a lot of the other even Anwar Ibrahim himself how he stands in the main. Uh, vis-a-vis the, the ruling coalition. Yeah. In fact, like when you said that election thing, right, that is something quite interesting because the kind of like the, there is one agreement relating to the timeline for parliament dissolution or anything like that. Like there, was a, there was a memorandum of understanding between Pakatan Harapan and uh, the the parliament uh, and BN I believe which was yeah. for parliament to not be dissolved until July 31st this year mm, so building on what you said where BN won in Malacca BN won in Johor the prime minister is the vice president of AMNO um, there's going to be pressure apparently on him to call for the election this year Soon, because you know BN has that momentum sooner, la, right? yeah, rather than later, sooner rather yeah. than later yeah, so so I guess that that that's one thing to to I guess be aware of uh, yeah. and in terms of what what's happening across the border mm. like, because even though it's so easy to be like I don't give a shit what's happening there doesn't matter these kind of things mm. do matter man somehow yeah. like, somehow and, and don't for, don't forget also we Malaysia is also still in the middle of the pandemic as well right so mm. uh, apparently voter turnout wasn't great in Johor or Malacca I think fifty plus percent yeah. only. Uh, so was that a really fair thing or a smart thing to do? Uh, I don't know. Like, right? Singapore also had our general election uh, in 2020, like, in the middle of the pandemic as well, like, right? So yeah. it, it's, I mean, yeah, like, it's a, can, you can say it's a, both a sh- 
it's a shrewd move, but but is it is it really the the wisest move for for them? And, and don't forget, yeah, la, the prime minister himself is is also sort of in a precarious position with regards to his own party. So no, not hundred percent confident about calling the election straight away. Also, la, right? Yeah, and yeah. and I mean that's where like uh, I think the most the most how you say uh, progressive thoughts that I found reading about Malaysian politics are actually from uh, Syed Sadiq, uh, you know, the mm. the MP, the super young guy. Um, I know he himself has his own fashion, has his own fashion of detractors in Malaysia, but he has come out saying that AMNO is the cause of political instability in, in Malaysia mm-hmm. la, because he pointed out that, I mean, you know, when you were asking about what happened two years ago, there was this point of time where um, I think... Uh, the Muhyiddin, the previous PM, was forced mm. to quit as Prime Minister because his party, uh, Amno, withdrew support for him. Uh. And then they got Ismail, Ismail Sabri to, to replace him. So it feels like there's so much turmoil and Said Sadiq's point was that how are we supposed to focus on the bigger issues when yeah. these sort of things, we don't even have a strong base. La. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, ultimately, that is one of the things that we always hear the the PAP ministers say right like you know you want to vote for stability because once you have stability then everything else falls in place lah but if you don't have stability everything goes to shit and yeah lah Malaysia is in a tricky position right now because things are not going that well lah mm, mm. mm, yeah uh, but um yeah it, it, so that was uh, a factual recap. <laughs> Yeah, it's a factual recap, and, and I mean, I, I I wish we could we could have a deeper dive into it also, like like with a, maybe another session with Jason Leong again, but maybe maybe after the Malaysian general elections or something like right, that might be interesting. Yeah, whatever they happen. Or, or maybe yeah, because yeah, like like I think today we just wanted to talk through it. It's more us talking through it and making sense of it. Um. And at least being able to kind of okay, you look at the news, you're like, oh, okay, okay, uh, there's there's something that you're aware of, lah. Oh, well, yeah, why why they're saying, why they're dra- why they're suddenly dragging your name with, name into the politics again, lah, right? Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, and maybe even someone like Sudir would be someone. Uh, I'm sure because he wrote a book, um, mm. set in Malaysia a few years ago, so I'm sure he keeps tabs on what's happening there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, man. Whoa, yeah, tough one. Oh, that was the longest 20 minutes of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we talk about Malaysian politics, I think we grow a little bit older. <laughs> yeah. That's why, man. It's like, but yeah. it's like a whole season of Game of Thrones compressed in one episode. <laughs> yeah, that's why. It's just a, yeah, it's it's a, it's a variety show. Like, it's a variety show. Yeah. But yeah, uh, speaking from, uh, yeah, one very complicated topic to, to something else that's a bit less complicated. But um, mm. it's basically uh, quite, uh, quite, I mean, a relatively sad story about one person's, uh, I would say, mental health struggles, like, right? And, yeah, uh, yeah. And what is this story about? Uh? Um, It's uh, about Naomi Osaka, who was competing recently at the Indian Wells Tournament. Um, mm. uh, Where's the Indian uh, Wells Tournament pers- held? Uh, the not in India, US. La, right? US. Yeah, correct. No, correct. No, no, it's no, the no, US. No. Yeah, where US. is it? Where is it? Uh, I think is where is it? Uh, uh, oh, that's a good question, man. Where is Indian Wells? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure. Uh, Are you it, it is. Yeah, in California, USA. Oh, California. Okay, okay. So Indian yes. Wells is a city, lah. Okay, it's a city. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with India. Nothing to do with Wells. Okay. No, in fact, I don't even it think it's a... about. It's about like like it's not about India as a country. I think it might be more about the Native Americans or something, like Right. Yeah. Correct. So it was the site of a thriving in uh, American Indian uh, village, lah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so it doesn't have anything to do with with my my Indians. Yeah, okay, okay. it's the American okay. Indians. Okay, but yes, what happened at Indian Wells? Uh, she was competing um, during a game and 
she wasn't serving, uh, but at one point the crowd, which from what I read was generally very supportive of supportive of her, because she is a fan favorite lah. There was one heckler who shouted, "Naomi, you suck!" Um, and right there and there, uh, Naomi Osaka approached the umpire and apparently kind of asked if that person can be ejected lah. There are clips online where you can see her interact with the judge, and after that. Like she, she was visibly shaken, and in the end, she she started like tearing up on the court, lah. And in the end, she lost the game. Mm, yeah. yeah, and I mean, there's a very like uh, in between. She also tried to address the the crowd, right? But the umpire said no. Mm, mm. Right. Right. Yeah. But yeah, but um. So so when you saw this, what are some of the things that came to your mind, uh? Um, I mean, is I think she, uh, maybe she needs a longer break, lah, right? From mm. from being mm. on the court or being in the limelight in general, um, because I remember the last time when she was speaking up about about mental health, I believe it was at the French Open months ago or something, right? Uh, yeah. Last year, last year's French Open, right? Um, I I believe not long after that she was, in fact, the next the next week or something like that she was hosting the Met Gala or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she yeah, went right. from saying that oh she hates being the limelight and is stressing her out and all that to directly to to hosting the Met Gala, which I don't know invites more lime invites more the limelight than than even most most tennis events lah. To be fair, mm. um, yeah. So I'm not clear how much time she's actually taken to sort of, uh, you know, self care or see a professional or really, you know, do it, go through some counseling or, or some program or something like right. Uh, mm, because mm, mm. I mean, the kind of heckling is just just looking at the words that we use. It's it's it's. It's so common in in like almost any sport that you see out there, like right, football, basketball. Yeah. Uh, I mean, don't uh, pro wrestling is not really like a sport sport, like, but, but any other sport where, the, where there's a big crowd, there's bound to be hecklers, and there's like actually really, uh, you know, what what they're saying is not even that terrible. It's just it's just something very childish. Someone saying that you suck and all that kind of stuff, like right. So. Mm. Yeah, I mean, of course, nobody, nobody, nobody actually needs to do that. But it could, it could have just been some insensitive little kid in the stands or something, like, Right? And uh, yeah, yeah, as a as a as a public figure, you kind of got to deal with that, like You can't expect yourself, you can't expect the fan to be ejected because of that as well, like, Right? He didn't. I don't think they scored any vulgarities or or, or used any foul language even. So mm. it's tough, like, It's tough to to. I mean, if you ask me, like having to protect athletes from this kind of thing, I'd be like, "Well, I mean, that's 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 part of the that's part of the the, the pros and cons of being a professional athlete, like, right? You you gain the adoration of millions, but you also uh, will get heckled by by a, a small number, like, right? Mm. And, and and I don't know, it's it's very tough for me to to watch someone like collapse like this because of a heckler. Uh, and I mean, I, there was yeah. there was context also, like, because she said that um, it, hearing that reminded her of how Venus and Serena Williams were heckled at Indian Wells back in two thousand and one, because apparently the heckling uh, for the two of them was so bad that they boycotted the tournament for fourteen years. Yeah. Um, uh, and what had happened was that uh, Venus pulled out of a semifinal match against uh, Serena. Um, mm. And then there was a lot of talk of like how their dad, who was coaching both of them, was kind of like like almost match fixing lah. That's why Venus pulled out uh, to get her sister, to allow her sister to go to the final. Uh, so during the whole final, Serena was booed when she won, and Serena hugged Venus and her dad. They were all booed, and apparently mm. it was like super chalak lah. So that's mm. why they they boycotted Indian Wells. So Naomi Osaka said that. That one thing kind of like um, reminded her of that, and then she 
she, she it got in her words it got replayed a lot and then that's when she she broke like and in the end she lost like six four six zero or six zero six four right six zero six four yeah so I mean I haven't seen as much chatter as uh, I saw previously about how people saying hey suck it up like you're a professional athlete and all and to me in some way maybe I haven't dug enough but maybe that's also progress like because I think if this happened like five years ago six years ago. I wouldn't be surprised if the general narrative was like, yo, like, you're a world-class athlete, former number one, you suck it up lah. You know, this is part and parcel of the game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas whereas now, I think there's, yeah, there is more conversations around the fact that if she is a world-class athlete and she broke to that extent, means that there must be something going on lah. Yeah, I mean, which is we, even no matter how work society gets along, you, you can't prevent one or two assholes slipping through the cracks lah, right? And and, yeah. and and they're gonna be at these tournaments, and they, if they're not shouting "you suck," they're gonna say other things to to try and hurt you as well, lah, right? So so there's yeah. no way you can really. I mean, that you probably can try and set rules and all that, but at the end of the day, it's it's not when you're uh, at a live event. There's no algorithm, right, to to gauge whether someone's gonna be an asshole or something like that. Uh, mm. So yeah, you kind of got to to deal, especially in tennis, lah, right? I think they have to learn to. Really block these things out of their of the sensors, uh. uh, from like like why I always I always I remember as a as a lay person I, I used to ask tennis players like why is it that they need to carry a ball in their pocket, right? You know when they they mm. serve when they serve they always choose to like yeah, take two yeah. balls and put one in the pocket and then and then serve the first serve yeah and then if it's out then they just take the ball out the the pocket and serve the second one uh. And and then yeah, yeah like someone I mean uh, shout out to Kevin like like he's probably the closest the, the closest friend I have that was like close to being a pro player and everything. I mean he he basically said that yeah like, between you know in, in tennis it's very important to to maintain your state of mind and 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 to to maintain calm uh, whether you you hit your first serve or not like. And so the idea is that you don't want to have to yeah after you hit one ball then after that turn back to the the ball boy again and ask for another ball and all and go through the whole process again you kind of want to just like be in your zone and and not distracted lah. so you 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 get mm. used to just have carrying playing or playing with a ball in your pocket lah, you know it's almost yeah. a sense of like helping you keep track of of where things are and and, and there's continuity and helps you stay calm like keeps you grounded like you know so i mean it tells you that that's what it takes to be a professional like you really need to maintain your 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 focus and your sense of calm at the, those moments. So it's just yeah. I mean, I, I can't imagine like just someone heckling you, just like throwing you completely off your game. Cause, cause even uh, yeah, even for like non professionals, that 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 uh, the, the the reaction is her reaction would be seen as quite extreme, like, Right? You know. Mm. Yeah. Like like if you're just playing, yeah. uh, Let's say you're just playing, uh, pick up soccer or pick up basketball. Your your court downstairs. Once in a while, there's always someone who will like shout from the window or something. Hey, you're lousy or something like that, right? You know, I don't know yeah. if that ever happened to you, lah. Uh, you mean playing football? Yeah, lah. When playing football, sometimes some random person or what will be shouting, "Wow, lousy!" or some or say some snide remark or something like that, lah. And, and yeah, lah. But but you just sort of just like whatever, lah. Right? You live with it, lah. So so that's the that's the thing, lah. Because like um, I I will say that even for me, right? Personally, uh, if I read something like this five years ago, my first reaction also would be like, "Huh, but you're a professional athlete. You you need to be able to take that, you know." Um, I think I think my I've I've kind of like uh changed my course a bit. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, just just thinking out about the uh, the other side of things, like okay, there there needs to be. Definitely more focus on mental health and 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 even I also like um during COVID and all yeah there were times which were which were tough like, right and you can really feel it take its toll on you but then um for for jobs that are not so in the public eye right then how how is that kind of like uh you know sometimes people don't have a choice mm. um and. How to how to square that off? Because in some sense, her. Wait, being so you're trying to you're trying to well, you're you're saying you you empathize with her, but 
But uh, at the end of the day, I'm trying to, I'm trying to play devil's advocate. This, this um, is part of the job. La. That's what you're saying. Yes, in some way, right? Um, because okay, because certain jobs where you really don't have a choice, right? Um, and you, it can be as mentally tough, and you're getting broken, but but you don't have a a choice, and in some way, you still need to you still need to go through with it, lah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but for jobs that are more in the public eye, where is it in you know a way being a professional athlete is a is a privilege lah right? Mm. In 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 depending some way, depending like, depending if you're in Singapore it might be a bit tough. Oh yeah, yeah correct yeah, Singapore yeah. Singapore no Singapore no, yeah. but yeah, yeah it's I, I guess because it just so happened that I the earlier today I saw I don't know what on TikTok or something uh, a short clip of Kim Kardashian saying something like. Uh, you know her advice for women in business is just get off your ass and and work lah. Uh, and she's sick of people saying that oh you can't do this, you can't do this. You just have to work your ass off. Then in my mind, I'm like, oh okay, that that's a good message. But at the same time, I'm like, uh, yeah, like there's that narrative where you just work, 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 and that's not even taking into account her own kind of like the fact that she probably had a lot of access to things right from early on lah, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes. Sometimes, like being very busy with work in itself is a privilege because there are times for anyone who's been wanting to do their own thing or an entrepreneurship or freelancer. There are times where you want to do so much, but there's just no opportunity, lah. Mm. So all that stuff is swirling in my head. I don't really have a point where I'm getting getting at, but just just mm. the fact that, yeah, uh, I mean, maybe it's like, you know, that whole Tarzan thing, we just need to swing from extreme to extreme and then settle in the center. Like, we can be very accommodating to anyone who's feeling stressed, which might be one extreme, but then we also cannot be belittling anyone who's stressed. Yeah, but but I I don't, that's why I don't belittle. I'm not trying to belittle it. I'm trying to say that uh, uh, she probably, she looks like she needs help. You know, she yeah, no, take, no. I'm, she I'm needs saying to take that some time off, uh, a bit no, more time. I'm saying off that sometimes, uh, yeah. Sometimes I'm, I'm saying sometimes I feel my instinct to almost belittle people being stressed. Oh, your instinct, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I need to fight it, and I need to fight it because I think, uh, yeah, that 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 is kind of like a, a very old school way, which which is not mm. the healthiest, also, la, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've so. Heard, I've heard. I've heard stories about you as a hockey player and all that, la. Yeah, I've heard stories. I mean, in some, way, but, but in some, in some way, true, in some right? way, it, it was, it, it, it's true. Like, yeah, like yeah. fucking break hand, break nose, just keep, keep playing, you know. And yeah, like, yeah. I played with a broken. No, no, finger, it's not so much about about nose. the enduring truth, but it's like how how pissed off you get with people when if you see that they're not putting in the effort, la, that kind of thing. La. Oh yeah, la, yeah, la. that that yeah, also. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or if you assess that they're not putting in effort, la, yeah. Which is which is uh must be damn annoying for your teammates uh, last time. Hey, okay, but some of them really never fucking put in effort, lah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. That's the, that's what you keep thinking. That's why. No, but but at the same time, how how you balance that? Because sometimes you look at the current thing about Manchester United. There's all this talk. Oh, the other players are not putting in enough effort and all, and mm. then it's almost like universally agreed on, lah. But then where yeah. you draw the line, like maybe maybe some players are also like going through a lot, but. There's not much sympathy there. Sympathy there about the 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 mental health struggles that they're going through. Is it because they they're not really displaying it or being open mm. about it? Mm. No, no. That's, so what, that's, that's what, what I think f- is the yeah. important thing. As you grow, as you grow older in life, like, I've realized that right. It, it's not mm. to. It, it's less about imposing your views on people or, or 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 realizing that you're right and other people are wrong. It's more about understanding that whatever you do. There are biases. Uh. So attribution bias is one big one, right? That maybe somehow mm. someone that day, one of your teammates had a really bad day, like his grandmother passed away or something like that. And he didn't perform on the field, you know? It's just that one mm. time. But, you know, in other people's minds, without knowing the context of what it is, they might think he's lazy. He's not putting in effort. You know what I mean? So so, so all of us have that tendency to, to attribute uh, traits to people uh, rather than oh is this just happens to be in this situation that is very bad uh. 
And I think, you know, as you get older, once you once you realize that you have biases, then uh, generally, yeah, you just just uh, feel like you shouldn't be judging people as much. Huh? Yeah, correct. But yeah, yeah. at the same time, you and I have both been in a position where we have encountered people who we can take that stance once, we can take that stance twice, but if it happens twelve times, yeah. then how? <laughs> mm. Then mm. how? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. so so that's where it gets it gets tricky, and that's the very difficult balancing act, like, Because I totally agree that yeah, I think I'm also a lot more, or at least I try to be a lot more compassionate if uh, there are, there are peop- individuals or interactions where okay, someone's having an off day, yes, but um, yeah, like I think anyone out there has been in that sort of situation where you want to be compassionate, but it happens mm. so many times, it's almost like a pattern. But that's where it gets tricky, mm. right? That's where it gets really tricky, and that's something that I fucking struggle with, lah. Mm. So, so I mean, you you're sort of saying in some ways, we're starting to see a pattern with Naomi Osaka or so, lah. Hey, hey, no, no, no! Don't jump! Don't jump! Okay, <laughs> because they fuck you. Okay, don't try it anyhow. Join the dots and then draw this lasso around my or this noose around my neck. No, because for her, um, I I I think okay for anyone to. To, to be that emotional in the public eye means there's something really going there's really something going yeah. on la. Yeah, is, and yeah. and if one thing can can trigger her that way there's there, there's something la. that one yeah it's it's hard to not be com- compassionate la, which is why I think generally people are looking at her saying that okay la, there has to be something like she's been world number one before she's clearly fucking talented super competitive and yeah. There's no reason why she would do that apart from really facing some internal struggles, lah. Yeah, and we really don't know what kind of, uh, you know, upbringing or what kind of uh, issues she might be facing and all that, lah. Right. So, yeah, uh, the worst thing is that you judge now and then later, later when 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 something bad happens to her or what, and then you realize, oh shit, it's because of something, lah. Right. You know, like for example, like 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 uh, I think Simone Biles, right. Uh, mm, during mm. the when during the Olympics and when she withdrew and everything, I mean, uh, only upon further reading there, I realized like, oh wow, while all this was going on, while she was training to be a, you know, an Olympic gold medalist and everything, there was this, there was a literally a coach who was like a sexual predator, lah, right? Or was it a mm, coach mm. or some member of the staff in the in the a doctor or something? There was a sexual predator in the U.S. Gym, gymnastic team, lah. And he prayed on yeah. them. And some of them even included Simone Biles. So, can you imagine the kind of trauma that they had to go through in terms of, of uh, you know, like like, you know, being being uh, assaulted by someone they thought they could trust, and then subsequently when when that that whole thing came to light, and then they realized that so many of them had gone through the same thing, and they had to relive the trauma by reporting to police and everything, uh, and all mm. that while at the same time still having to. To, to keep up appearances of being an American uh, national gymnast and athlete, you know, a proud American athlete and all. The kind of mental fortitude that, like, I think most normal people wouldn't be able to, to tahan, right? So, yeah, yeah. yeah just just hearing what, what, what some of these athletes have to go through or even go through, uh, yeah, and, and not even about getting a gold medal, it's just about being an athlete, being a national athlete or anything like that. It's 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 crazy like and it's a lot the kind of stresses that uh yeah like us mere mortals or so uh might might hopefully would uh don't have to go through too much right in our day to day lives yeah yeah and so so I I, I would I say I I, mean, I would say I I think the team around her needs to really look at her schedule and, and really think about how to you know how to persuade her to 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 really change something up in, a, in the way she's doing things because it's obviously not working out very well mm-hmm. yeah 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 and I mean um, I think wait fuck I just lost my train of thought shit shit I had a good oh okay, oh, okay. so so I remember one thing that um, I listened to on a on a podcast uh, by Ryan Holiday the, the Daily Stoic a few weeks ago basically he was talking to a therapist uh, and she brought up this concept of like how everybody has certain situations or circumstances that that kind of uh, revive their younger self. La. And if you think about anyone like, like when you're hanging around with your family, your friends and all, there are probably some settings where you feel the dynamic 
reverts to what it used to be like. Maybe it's your secondary school friends. When you hang out, hang out with them when you're in your like 30s, when you meet, it still goes back to the dynamic that uh, it was in secondary school. Like, you know, there's the yeah. joker, there's the cool one, you know. And those sort of things, when I listen to the podcast, I realize, hey, shit, that, that's true. Like, and if it worked out, works out well for you, that's great. But not everyone has recollections of, of, from, from their younger times that are nice experiences. Like. So, that's so you talk about relive. When you talk about reliving yeah. your, 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 you you mean it in a good way, lah. Like when you no have like, good way and bad way, good way and bad way. Because let's some say you have traumatic, used to get traumatic memories, uh. Yeah, yeah, and so that's why the reliving trauma again. Like when I when like years ago, I used to think how how what what, what do you mean relive the trauma? But I think as you get older, where you have basically more years to to revert back to, lah. Um, there are probably instances where everyone feels like oh shit. Being with a in a particular place or listening to a particular song or interacting with particular people brings you back to that time line. If it's a good time, sure, but if it's a bad time, that's not good, lah. Right, mm-hmm. and that I think can be very big triggers for these sort of like uh, episodes, lah, or like or yeah. like mental. Because if you imagine, like everyone has that song you listen to, you think, oh, the first time someone rejected you, or or mm-hmm. those kind of love songs, you know. Mm. If songs can trigger those sort of feelings, then a lot of other things also can, lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's true. That's true. It's very true. Yeah, I mean, but for you all you know, I mean, for all you know, like she could have been, you know, watching that 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 particular Indian Wells match or something, and and feeling very like you know feeling very bad about it, lah. What happened? Because she was super young, right? Yeah, she was. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Man, I believe so. Man, wow, what a sobering, sobering going, topics, yeah. Going deep into the psyche of uh, professional athletes, uh. yeah. But, but uh, is there any any anything that rejects your memories from yesteryear or not? Like like no, a, no, of like course, a particular song or something. No, I I I think I told you already. Like this particular run of like uh, movie reboots in recent months. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Scream, mm. Spider Man. Uh, I can't remember what's the oh Ghostbusters. It's just wow, these three movies like I they, I watched them almost back to back in the cinemas, and they all like like brought me shot me back to my childhood in in like uh, in an awesome way like in a great way. Uh, over like I felt like the month of December, I felt like I was like you know in my teenage years again. Uh. It was mm. it's kind of crazy how how you know uh a movie or a song and everything can shoot you back to the past just like that la. but uh no i was going to say also yeah la, i i've also been spending a lot more time reading all these parenting books and yeah la, they do uh there are there are a lot there's a lot of uh trauma in, in in people's lives that don't surface until until much later la, like when they have kids and when they are actually parents themselves and everything uh because because you know as i've mentioned to you before a lot that that having your own kid kind of unlocks a certain side of you or so like that you never knew existed like right so mm, mm. Uh, and then involves like traumas like that were like probably frozen under the ice and then they came and everything melt melts your heart melts because you see your kid and everything but the trauma also comes to the surface like you know uh mm. and then and a lot of people uh you know if they if they haven't come to terms with that trauma of from their youth or what, then a lot of times they it, it comes out in their parenting style or, or how they react to stress like, as a parent and all that. So it's it's a very real thing, and uh, and I think it's it's important to address it rather than try and sweep it under the carpet as like oh, come on this is part and parcel of of stress and you know you shouldn't should you don't need help and all that you really should seek help like if you're feeling overwhelmed. Mm. Yeah. So so it's been. So there are a lot of things you are realizing now, uh, as you bring yeah, up. The yeah, kids. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I realize a lot also, and and and, uh, I mean, good and bad and and all uh, But it's all it's all part of the process, like, I believe. You you just need to mm-hmm. you just need to be open to the idea that it will happen, uh, Yeah. You know. Mm. But yeah, cool. oh, very somber, somber discussion for nighttime, a nighttime recording. But uh going to happier things. Do you have a one short yeah. comment? To talk about, uh, I have a one short comment, but I have a feeling that it'll be your one short comment also. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, it was a comment from 
uh, our episode 273, can Singapore work with honor-based MC system um, and the Chelsea sanctions? Um, the comment was from this Redditor uh, called Home Girl Flyer. And basically, um, I, I believe it's a she or... Um, yeah, basically the user wrote that it's taken uh, a while to write as they were not sure how to put into words what listening to our podcast means to um, her and, and yeah, means to them. Uh, they are a flight attendant and basically they just shared like how, uh, yeah, listening to the podcast has kind of made the experience of, of flying in this whole new world post or like pande- post-pandemic or going through the midst of pandemic, how the how the podcast has made them feel less alone la. and I, f- I was fucking touched man like just hearing that uh, that like they also said that yeah uh, we've provided like a source of comfort to to them and, and other uh, other people in the line as well la. it just made me made me super happy la, reading that yeah 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 yeah. it was touching Yeah, it was touching very touching I, I, I won't deny that I was uh, strongly contemplating that as my one short comment or so la. Uh, um, yeah, but I just also want to just uh, add that after that, Jungle Jimbo was like, Jungle Jimbo was making a comment about it also, like right, our regular listener. Yeah, uh, that he he made some innuendo, but I tried to take you guys to shower once. Comment, naughty, naughty, yeah, mm. uh, Jungle Jimbo. That one, mm. <laughs> don't take out yeah, context, don't take out context. Uh. Naughty, That's naughty, right. Don't yeah. turn a sweet comment into something Do. else. Yeah. Okay, Jungle Jimbo. <laughs> Yeah, naughty, naughty. But uh, naughty, naughty. No, but my 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 watch comment actually is about the the. I will not say a discussion like A couple of really long comments from from a couple of of listeners, Floculencio and uh, and and more recently, but then Hall and uh, mm. both both come both come from different perspectives of what we are discussing about the honor system for for MCs, right? And uh, mm. but I think for Floki Lencio was very surprised that I I'm, uh, I was advocating for the small-minded punishment mentality of 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 people kinging and all that lah. Um, but but I I think that there's a bit of a it's I I I was what I was trying to do was to uh, lay out there the reasons why people uh, the people wouldn't want to implement on the system lah. But uh, mm. and and all I can say is that yeah as as like like Harish and myself having run, uh, run the business for a while and all that it, it's a, it's a yeah being the employer is is very tough lah you know, uh the kind of decisions you have to make about these kind of things and 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 uh, the the truth is that uh, I think for Harish and myself we actually never even implement any MC system, uh for the most part lah, when when people yeah. tell us they unless they're telling us they're going to hospital or something like that lah you know. If people yeah. tell us they're sick, what generally we just tell them don't 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 need to come to office and all that. Um, or if people you know they they miss a day of shoot because they even telling us they got mental health issues or that we're like okay lah that's fine. Uh, we'll just we'll just we'll just uh find someone else to take over lah. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, you know because I, I yeah lah I mean you we all understand that it's a balance. Uh, it just happens that Harish and I are not in the business of of. Where we are customer customer facing day to day customer facing like FMB or something, uh, and that's where but then Ho comes in with her with her comment which I think was was very good because it comes from the perspective of of uh, I think her her family uh, running an SME business where it's basically a very less than five employees right, and uh, mm. when when one person uh, takes MC. Uh, or if one person is on MC, uh, literally the, he, uh, but then Ho had to go to, go to the shop to help out after school, because that's how that's how tight that's how lean things were la. right? Mm. So so just going back to what I think what we had discussed before is that we're not, I don't I don't think you should merely say that em, the employer is small minded or or has small minded punishment mentality because of this la. It's just that the employer really cannot afford to. To uh, yeah, to have someone take MC uh, that readily lah, like, right? And, yeah. and for for various reasons, uh. but but they still, I mean, they're still keeping the pers- the people employed, and uh, I'm assuming keeping them employed for a long period of time. So, that's kind of decisions you have to make also lah, like, right? 
mm-hmm. as a as an employer, and it's tough like I don't think, uh, it's it's that straightforward to just demonize employers and and, and say that, yeah, it, you know, it's uh, it's a power dynamic and all these kind of things also la, you know, which is what I think uh some of the comments were were saying la. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so it was I, it's a, it was a interesting, interesting discussion. Comments, la, right? la. Yeah, 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 interesting yeah. comments. So I will just put the link to, to the whole thread because uh, it's not easy. I, I like after uh, this podcast, I went ahead to ask, you know, my friends and and, and family and what they thought about this issue, and then it's just it's different in every company, like You know, every company handles it differently, uh, and and there's no one right answer to it, la. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no one right answer. Yeah. Exactly, but the most important thing, especially for stuff like, that, is to discuss it uh, as opposed to just taking one or the other la. Yep, yep, yep. So yep. yeah, cheers for the comments, man. Yep. And cool. To, to end to end this podcast on a much happier note, what is your yeah. one shock thing this past weekend? Uh, my one shock thing is the like you you know the lo-fi girl um play the YouTube channel right that streams yes. music. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, I've come across them before and I've seen them in memes and pop culture. But I recently realized that the channel has grown past 10 million subscribers. But what I found even cooler was that mm. um, because ultimately the, the the channel is all about lo-fi music to accompany you while you study, right? Yep, yep. So to celebrate 10 million subscribers, they are giving out ten fifty thousand dollars $50,000 scholarships. And I just thought, wow. fuck, man, that is super cool because I never knew the channel was that big. Mm. Um, and I never knew that it's basically like a 24-7 live stream. And mm. it's actually operated by a, a music label. Oh, uh, okay. I, don't know whether, I don't know whether the label came after the channel went viral. I, I think that, that may, uh, may have happened. Yeah, mm. it was created. Uh, it started streaming and then there was a label that was given permission uh, to have its music used. And then over after all, it evolved into its own label. Like, but I just thought to celebrate 10 million subscribers, to give away scholarships that would sponsor uh, 10 girls, university fees uh, for 10 students. I thought that was fucking dope. Mm. So so kudos to the channel. It's an awesome thing to do. Uh, to yeah, use man. your influence for, for the right things. Uh. Yeah, and so, so, so tied with the brand, man. Yeah. Like lo-fi music to study now is giving scholarships. Yeah. Cool shit. Uh, but yeah, what what about you, man? I just want to give a shout out to to uh someone who's been plugging away at the music scene for a mm. very long time. Uh but more recently it was suddenly announced on Spotify that the first Singaporean to reach hundred million streams on a song uh just happened this, these past few days, uh, was uh mm. Cesari. Do you remember Cesari? Yeah. Cesari. Oh, shit. um, Yeah, it's literally in the news where he's the first Singapore artist to hit 100 million streams uh, on Spotify. And uh, that song is actually It's You. Uh, And the song was not even... It's not even a a new song that that was just released or anything like that. It's a song that was released, I think, in 2018. Uh, Subsequently, I think, re-released as part of a larger album in 2020, a longer EP or album in 2020. Uh, but it really, apparently it became super popular because uh, it became part of a TikTok challenge or a TikTok uh, uh, trend or something like that. Lah. That means people were using it either for dancing or for for commemorating uh, very sweet romantic gestures or something. So that song, if you go to YouTube now and try and, find the song it has I think like 64 million views or something already for the video oh, of the song shit. yeah so if you think about or maybe even more than that I can't, I can't remember exactly um, so yeah, if you think about Singaporean artists and, and, and like and, and how many views that their videos can get I mean uh, yeah 64 million is is pretty fucking impressive lah, you know there's 64 million, million? Oh, yeah. shit man. three years ago the song was released three years ago I mean the, the music video was released three years ago and it's got 64 million views now like, and, and, and like, uh, like if you click through in the comments like um, a lot of the comments are you know from a year ago and a few months ago 
and uh, yeah, they they like everyone's just uh, apparently it was played as at Miss Grand International twenty twenty one. I'm not sure what that is, uh, but um, but yeah, it was just oh, it's the- just pretty amazing. A Singapore artist has has hit those kind of numbers, lor. Oh shit, man! Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and the the person in the video is Carla Dunariano. Yeah, yeah, Carla du, 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 oh, Dunaro, shit. right? So yeah, it's Dunariano, all local, man. Yeah. Also, we're all celebrating oh, local. So I'm just pretty happy for Cesare because he's been plugging away at it since like, what Singapore, the second Singapore Idol, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, Whoa. so I would assume this that this is, is uh in the in the realm of uh, Spotify and everything. This in the age that we're in, you know, with Spotify and all, this is a huge achievement, lah. Is 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 something really worth celebrating, lah, right? Oh shit, man! Whoa. Yeah, that's yeah. hundred million. Woo. Yeah, so like you Whoa. know, like I mean, there are people covering the song. Uh, looks like looks like not not Singaporean like overseas, uh, non Singaporeans covering the song and those have like you know hundred thousands views and all that as well. Yeah. yeah. Pretty wow. crazy. Crazy man. Yep. That's dope. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool man. All right. Whew, we made it. We made Happy. it to the end. Yeah. Happy Monday, everyone. Yeah. Sweet man. All right. Cool. Talk to y'all soon.